Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Q-Code and HTC present Hank the Cowdog, starring and produced by Matthew McConaughey, written and directed by Jeff Nichols. For the latest of Hank the Cowdog, subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also learn more at QCodeMedia.com or by following at QCodeMedia. It's me again, Hank the Cowdog. It was your typical spring day, nothing out of the ordinary. Calm, bright, a little on the warmish side. The air full of cotton from the cottonwood trees. Myself, I was up in the machine shed, hard at work, <laughs> sleeping. And now, since Loper and Sally May had left the ranch the day before on a mysterious trip to a place called Hospital, I made the decision to double up on night patrol, which meant I needed to double up on my day sleep. Uh, Beside Kick Drover, smallish breed in both size and mind, was over by the water well, engaged in a meaningless conversation with J.T. Cluck, the head rooster. Hey, come here and look at this thing and tell us what you think it is. Oh, now, that's a rooster, Drover. No, I mean this down here. Well, that's dirt, Drover. That's just common, ordinary dirt. Uh, yeah, I know, but is that some kind of track in the dirt? Oh. Drover, mm. where did you find this track? Well, it was right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there in the dirt. That checks out. Who else knows about this? Just me and, and JT, I guess. Question. Does huh. anyone or anything pass by here in the last hour? Well, just me and JT... Uh, and a fly, a big, noisy fly. And therefore, you think the fly left this here track? Is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> well. Nice try, Drover. I saw the alleged fly, and I know he was big, but not big enough to leave tracks like this. Well, I don't I... want to alarm anyone, but I should point out that this is one of the biggest tracks I have ever seen. Yeah, I know. That's just what JT said when he found it. <laughs> he thought maybe it was a bobcat track. Number one, JT did not find this track. I did. Number two, you should disregard anything JT might have said about this here track because chickens don't know beans about tracks. Number three, we haven't seen a bobcat on this ranch in years. Number four, this track was made by an exceptionally large raccoon. Number five, I'm betting so said raccoon is still hiding on the ranch. And number six, our primary mission on tonight's patrol will be to search him out and throw him off the place before he gets into some serious mischief. You mean... Exactly. 
prepare for combat, Drover. Catch all the sleep you can between now and dark. I got a feeling we're gonna need it. Hank? Hank! <coughs> sure doesn't look like a raccoon track to me. At precisely 2,100 hours, I awakened Drover and we began what turned out to be one of the most dangerous patrols of my career. It began in a fairly routine manner with us checking out the saddle shed, the medicine shed, the sick pit, the front lot, and the side lot. Nothing. And yet maybe I have a sixth sense. <clears throat> that is a sixth sense about these things. You see, it's a tiny voice that warns me when something isn't right. I'm sure it was trying to warn me as we headed toward the feed barn, but unfortunately, it might have been too faint. Trover, my hunch tells me that our friend the raccoon is over there in the feed barn. Now, the chances are he's busted into a sack of horse feed and he's eating the corn and the molasses out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go in first. I hear that. We'll hold you in reserve just outside the door. Now, if things get bad, I may have to call you in. Come on, let's move out. Drover didn't budge as I slipped up to the door. Now, you might recall this is the door that's warped at the bottom, which allowed me to wiggle the top half of my body inside without committing the bottom half. Once in position, I did a thorough scan. <laughs> Drover! Drover! What's so funny? <laughs> you won't believe this. It's almost too good to be true. We have just been handed the best ornery prank of the year. You know who that is in there? It ain't no raccoon drover. It's Pete the Barn Cat. Pete? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you sure? He must be looking for mice or something. He's got his front end on the ground and his hind up in the air and his head between two bells of hay. He thinks he's all alone in the world. But when I go crashing in there and jump right in the middle of him, he's going to think he's been attacked by the biggest raccoon ever walked. That sounds pretty good, if it is Pete. Oh, it's Pete, all right. Don't you think I know what a cat smells like, Drover? Well, yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, well, this place here, it reeks of cat. Why, he couldn't smell any cat here if he'd been living in the wild for the last six months. Oh, hi. The time has come, Drover. Stand by for a barrel of laughs, because I am fixing to let the cat out of the bag. Mm, yeah, but which cat... I slipped through the door again, all the way this time. A few arrows of moonlight were coming through the cracks in the roof, just enough so that I could make a visual confirmation of my original nosatory data. Everything checked out. <laughs> we had us a cat cornered, fellers, and the fun was about to begin. <laughs> I took a big gulp of air, <gasps> leaped through the air, and yelled, Watch out for the raccoon pill! I had reached the apex of my dive and had begun my downward arc when I noticed. <clears throat> Old Pete's coat had changed colors. His tail had been shortened, and by George, he looked bigger than I... He looked real big, almost the size of a bobcat. Holy smokes, do you realize how big and tough bobcats are? They're terrible. I wouldn't jump on a bobcat for all the bones in Texas, and yet... I straddled him, fellas. Landed right in the middle of his back. Now, you think a bobcat can't buck? Well, think again. He throwed an arch in his back and blew me right up off my rigging. I went straight up in the air, hit my head on the ceiling, and started back down. But before I hit the ground, this giant maniac of a cat slapped me across the mouth with a ball that was about the size of a T-bone steak. 
That sent me flying in a different direction, south this time, until I came to the wall. And at that point, I came to a sudden stop and dropped in a heap on the floor. I was seeing stars and checkers and little pink elephants with umbrellas dancing around, but that didn't keep me from getting a real good look at this monster cat. Boy, he was big, mean, ugly, and ferocious. Listen here, your ordinary bobcat is about two or three times the size of an ordinary barn cat. Well, this guy, he was two or three times the size of your ordinary bobcat. And I'd seen him before, mind you, at a distance. His name was Sinister the Bobcat. Oh, he was a cold-blooded professional killer with a rap sheet as long as your leg. And I had definitely made a big mistake. Sober! I don't want to alarm you, but at this moment I am trapped in the feed barn with the gigantic bobcat. Oh my gosh, then JT was right about the track. I wouldn't put it exactly that way, but the point is, our main column is surrounded. It is time to bring in the reserves! Sober? The little runt had abandoned me. Sinister took a step in my direction, his long white teeth glowing in the darkness. Uh, hi there. You're Sinister the Bobcat, I do believe. Uh, we haven't formally met, but uh, you probably won't believe this, but I came in here looking for a cousin of yours, old Pete. Yeah, yes, sir, old Pete. Pete and I have been friends for, I don't know, obviously, you're not Pete, and, well, I probably ought to be... <clears throat> Now, Sinister, I've always figured that there's a middle ground between surrender and annihilation, and if you'd care to be diplomatic about the situation to discuss, you're not a talker, okay? He knocked me up in the rafters. Coming back down, I tried to latch onto one of the ceiling joists, but couldn't quite hang on. I headed for the floor again, but never reached it because Sinister caught me under the chin with the roundhouse right that sent me a flying. I woke up outside the barn, limb deep in a bush. My legs were wobbly, <laughs> but I still had all four of them. Oh, oh, you look at that. Sinister was still inside, turning over bales of hay, pouncing after a mouse. He didn't even look tired. Sinister, you got lucky this time, but next time... I think he's got my point. So I lit out, and I didn't slow down until I got near the gas tanks up the hill. Looking back... I saw Sinister slink away into the darkness. Well, he's gone. Or tonight, anyway. I limped up to the gas tanks and found Drover hiding beneath his gunny sack bed. Drover, <clears throat> you'll be interested in knowing that even without your help, I just suffered an incredible beating. Well, I didn't think it would help for both of us to... to get beat up. Well, that's very noble of you, Drover. I promise not to forget it. Oh, thanks, Hank. He is, he is the bobcat gone. Disappeared into the dark past the creek. He'll probably be two ranches away by sunup. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> I'm sure it is, Drover. I'm canceling night patrol. That's a good idea, Hank. I flopped down in my gunny sack. Everything hurt, especially my pride. See, for a dog, there is nothing to compare with the humilification of being pounded by a sniveling cat, even a big sniveling cat. There was only one thing left for me to do.
Don't go anywhere, folks. Hank will be right back after a message from our sponsors. Now stomp your feet and tip your hat. Hank and friends, they'll be right back. We're celebrating family with Texas love for H-E-B. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. When Sally Mae comes through that gate, old Hank arrives in second straight. From side to side, his tail does waggle, and H-E-B is on those bags. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. Hank the Cowdog is presented by our friends at H-E-B. Born as a small grocery and dry goods store in Kerrville, Texas in 1905, H-E-B is still a family company. But they're more than just a store. H-E-B is all about Texans helping Texans. That's what they mean when they say, no store does more than H-E-B. Hank the Cowdog is presented by our friends at H-E-B. Born as a small grocery and dry goods store in Kerrville, Texas in 1905, H-E-B is still a family company with over 400 stores, proudly serving families from the Gulf Coast to the Rio Grande Valley, through the hill country and up to the South Plains, not far from where old Hank calls home. H-E-B features the freshest meat, seafood, and produce sourced from Texas and all over the world, plus exclusive offerings you won't find anywhere else and unique H-E-B brand products with the taste that Texans love. You can even find yourself some treats for Hank and Grover's pals. And H-E-B is dedicated to offering low prices every day, plus more ways to save throughout the store. But they're more than just a store. Just like Hank helps his family and friends, H-E-B is all about Texans helping Texans and makes giving back to their communities an important part of their mission. That includes supporting education, helping military veterans, aiding disaster relief, protecting the environment, supplying food pantries, and sponsoring local charities statewide. The highest quality and freshness, the best selection, more ways to save, and a commitment to their communities. That's what they mean when they say, no store does more than H-E-B. I awoke the next morning at the crack of noon to the rumble of an approaching truck. I gave your standard code red response to trespassers. Oh, it's Loper. It was no intruder, just Loper, Sally Mae, and little Alfred back from the hospital, wherever that was. Come on, Alfred. You need help down? I can do it. Well, hello, Hank. Boy, you got tits. Huh? Hank has tits. I don't. Sally Mae was smiling, beaming, rather. I'd never seen her in such a good humor. Hank, hmm. what's Sally Mae got there in that pink blanket? Well, what do you think, Drover? Groceries. I thought groceries came in a brown sack. Mostly. But now and again, they wrap them up in blankets. And I figured this might be a good time to mend a few fences, so to speak, with the lady of the house. So I went around to the other side of the truck. Oh, look, Molly. There's old Hank and there's old Drover. She's talking. To the groceries, Hank. Hmm. Dogs, I've brought home a special surprise for you. Bones? It's right here in this blanket. <laughs> Holy smokes, Drover. Sally Mae brought home a giant bald-headed lizard from the grocery store. Don't be silly, Hank. It's just a baby. No, it's just a baby, uh, Hank. No, baby. It's the first full-grown giant bald-headed lizard I've ever seen. Wait. <laughs> the puzzle pieces started coming together. Drover... 
This is no lizard. Yeah, I know, Hank. This is a human baby child. Hank, this is Molly. I want you to take good care of little Miss Molly. She's a real treasure. Mm. Hmm? Yes, I hereby take an oath to protect and defend this human baby child named Molly against monsters, snakes, and other crawling things, even bobcats. Now, to seal the oath... Don't lick my baby, Hank! Crying out loud, Hank, don't lick the baby. Don't lick it, baby, Hank. Is is there an echo? I was sealing the... That dog is just a no-good mix. We can only hope the poor little thing gets more attractive with time. I don't like that baby. I want to take her back to the hospital. Son, I know your little sister's not real pretty right now, but she'll grow out of it. And unlike your parents, since you're still young enough to hear me, let me give you some advice. One day, you're going to be proud to have her on your place. No, I won't. You don't care about me, and you're not my friend anymore. And I don't like you either, and I'm going to hit you. Now, I don't think... He hit me. You're lucky I took an oath. Now, hold on. Not the tail. Not the tail. I got your tail, Hank. Not the tail. Ow! No, it's a very sensitive communicated device. Oh! Alfred, what on earth are you doing? Oh, thank you. I'm playing with Hank. You're hurting Hank. Hank doesn't like you to pull his tail. I don't like Hank. He's a dumb. Oh, you're lucky I don't bite children. Part of the oath. Mm. <laughs> if you can't be nice to Hank, you can't play with him. You play quietly with your trucks while I put Molly down for a nap. I don't like Molly either. <gasps> Hush now. Mommy will be right out to play with you. Come here, Hank. Nope. Too slow. If you're so big on tail pulling, go find a more deserving creature. I'm sure Pete the barn cat would love a visit. Come on, Trover. Let's get some chow. Time to let little Alfred stew on his tomatoes a while. Drover and I went sprinting up the hill and trotted past the chicken house where I saw one of my favorite things. Drover, chicken, on my mark. Mark! <laughs> we rolled straight through the whole flock. And I've always enjoyed scattering chickens, you see. Even on days when I'm in a bad mood and nothing seems to be going right. I can just run through a bunch of chickens and I don't know, just seems to give my life new meaning. I was still feeling sore from my beating the previous night. Between that and the tail pulling, I couldn't help but worry. And that's when I noticed my less-than-trusty sidekick had fallen behind. Drover! Drover, come on! Let's get some food! Even at the mention of a meal, Drover didn't budge, which was not a good sign. He just kept staring off at that cap rock. Drover, what are you staring at? Little guy's ears were pinned back on his head, and his right leg quivered as he pointed. There. And that's when I saw it. In the distance, down by the edge of the dark, unchanted forest, Sinister the Bobcat. He, he, he's not two ranches away, Hank. He's still on our ranch. I see that, Drover. Drover's quivers turned to shakes, and he nearly fell over in place as we watched Sinister disappear into the tree line. The Bobcat was still on our ranch. This was not good. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of yours truly, Hank the Cow Dog. Arr!
Hank the Cowdog stars Matthew McConaughey as Hank. Jesse Plemons as Drover. Rich Poland as J.T. Cluck and Loper. Michael Shannon as Sinister the Bobcat. Brody Stowers as Little Alfred. And Kirsten Dunst as Sally Mae. Written and directed by Jeff Nichols. Based on the books by John R. Erickson. Executive produced by Jeff Nichols, Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Green, and Brian Cavanaugh-Jones of Tri-State Pictures, Mark Erickson of HTC Productions, Hart Gregg of Stuck On On, and Rob Herding of Q-Code. Co-executive producers, Dave Henning and Missy Nichols. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez and Tess Ryan. Producer for Stuck On On, Allison Terrell. Edited by Hart Gregg. Sound design and mix by Lyman Hardy. Original score by Darren Johnson. Original songs by John R. Erickson. Produced and arranged by Bruce Robison. Audio engineering by Lyman Hardy. Dialogue editing by Ben Milchev. Sound design and mix consulting by Will Files and Matt Yoakum. Casting by Vicki Boone. Artwork by Mark Baird. Production coordinator, Jack Friedman. Post coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Educational program available courtesy of National Ranching Heritage Center. Hank the Cowdog is a Tri-State Pictures, HTC Productions, and Q-Code Production.